Clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Bob Brainerd. Pinch hitting for Dom. It's a pun. See what I did there? This is Brewers Extra Innings on a Tuesday evening, and Milwaukee no longer in Cincinnati. Gosh darn it. They love playing in Cincinnati. The Reds were cooperating with the Milwaukee Brewers. Ah, but it's on the road again and on to Philly, and the first of three goes to Philly. The Phillies take the Brewers this evening by the final count of 4-3. to three. We're going to be with you here, and we've got the talk and text line open at 855 616 one six twenty. If you want to talk about it, if you want to air your grievances, if you want to say, "Hey, you know what? Four to three to the Phillies is not that bad." Here's the thing: is going into this game, I kind of had a feeling, but I didn't know. I'm like the, the Phillies because the Atlanta Braves are running away with the division. I'm like, well, the Phillies they can't be any good, right? Over in the East, they, uh, the Phillies came in one half win. Behind the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, a half game, which now they're they're better than Milwaukee Brewers in their overall record side by side. So if you're happy with what the Brewers have done to this point just after the All-Star break, the Philadelphia Phillies have been matching the Brewers with the record. And the Phillies also came into tonight trailing by only a half game for the final of the three wild cards available. So this is a very good ball club that will probably make some moves before the trade deadline because that's what the Phillies do. They've got a lot of talent, but you know they're going to try to heap some more onto the pile. But now they are definitely in the wild card chase for sure, and if the wild card was played today, they would have one of those wild cards. So it was interesting to go and look where the standings were to see where the Phillies were kind of falling into this whole National League picture, and there you go. They're a formidable opponent for the Milwaukee Brewers to deal with the next two nights now, this was the first of three games with the Phillies in Philly. Again, Bob for Dom tonight, and we've got Jeff Cirillo joining us on the program, the former Milwaukee Brewer. And Jeff, um, before we talk about the Brewers' grittiness, the comebackedness in this one, let's talk about how the tone was set in this one. You've got Aaron Nola, who has always been, he's one of the better pitchers in the National League, one of the better pitchers in baseball. And he's always been a problem for the Brewers. And so here's a guy who was a tone setter on the mound. And then you've got Kyle Schwarber going out in the very first inning. That's not a good tone being set when you've got that guy on the mound and that guy hitting a bomb in the bottom of the first. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're sketching Kyle Schwarber on a hot run here, right? I think he's somewhere in the last four games. And all of us, I mean, he was dicing, right? He was 80 pitches through, I think, six innings tonight. I think it was less than that, averaging probably 10 pitches or less per inning. And he was definitely on his game tonight. I mean, but, I mean, look, he was nine up, nine down, pretty pretty uh, seamless seamless innings. Uh, but give, give credit to the Brewers, and especially to give credit to the, the Brewers' bullpen for four guys, literally the guys, all the guys that took the mound tonight were guys that, you know, really weren't even expecting much. Maybe maybe a little bit down at the bottom of the rebate. But other than Are you there, Jeff? We might be having some some phone issues with Jeff. So we're we're gonna di- we're gonna redial Jeff here. Th- this happens with technology from time to time when when the sunspots get. It used to be sunspots that would that would come in and, and disrupt things. Now we've got the technology of the cell phone towers 
that that will crash and they, they disrupt our show. So, but we'll we'll get Rillo back back in here. But but to his point, the Brewers were able to scrap and scrape and hang in there because after Tehran gave up the th- three runs early on, it, it kind of looked like okay, you talk about tone setting. This this was this was tone setting by the Phillies by getting those three early runs by having Nola dialed in early and Jeff I, I I think we have you back now but 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 to your point the Brewers didn't panic when that tone was being set by Nola and by those three early runs they just kind of held held in check and held the course there and didn't let that thing get away early which it could have. That's exactly right. I mean, it's just one of those ones. I mean, just Craig Council, just, I mean, just, just beyond just, I mean, just amazed at how he just manages a bullpen, right? And he, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just Bruce Bosby also has told me, he's like, well, how do, who dictates who pitches and who doesn't? He's like, you know, I mean, and no offense to anyone on the Brewers or on the staff. He's like, you know, you pitch your winning pitching when you're winning and you pitch your losing pitching when you're losing. And you just hope that those guys, when you're losing those games, can keep the, keep that in check and keep that game in check to give us a chance to come back. And those guys, all three of those guys did that tonight. Is there anything, when I talk about setting a tone, which which Nola did early, which the Phillies hitters did early, is there anything to that? Or is the game just so long? When when you see it, you know, three innings, we're down three nothing. We can't, we haven't got a hit off this guy. Is there anything to tone being set, Jeff? Or is it the reverse where you say, you know what? They're setting the tone early, but we've got six innings left. Which is it when you're in that major league dugout? No, it's one of those ones. Honestly, it's it's. I mean, look, the Brewers are coming in on on a high, right? They just came in and just like uh, you know, they're going in after the All Star break, playing an uh, an up tick Cincinnati Red team, right? And so they have confidence and and you know, winning. Everyone's uh, winning, right? So it's like climbing a ladder. I always talk about this with Dom, right? So uh, baseball season is so long, and uh, you know, there's the ups and the downs, and, and it's like climbing a ladder, really. And so, you know, the Brewers on the up rung on that ladder. So there's no game that they feel is unreachable, right? I mean, you flip the calendar back a little bit in the past when they were playing the Tigers or the Oakland A's. You're like, geez, how are we going to win a game today? Where I think that a 3 nothing deficit early in the ball game, really, they, they weren't really um, thinking about it. And obviously their bullpen is so strong that it keeps them, gives them a chance to come back in those games. Jeff Sorello, the former Milwaukee Brewer, joining us on Brewers Extra Innings oh tonight, gosh. along with me, Bob Brainerd. Jeff, um, you, you mentioned the Brewers not panicking, down three to nothing, and Nola's on the hill, but not panicking. And what we saw is kind of what we're going to see here with the Milwaukee Brewers, unless they make some moves to to get another bat or two and get a power bat or two with Rowdy Telez out and not a lot of power anyway. We saw them get those two runs back by. Here's a base hit. Here's a stolen base. Here's an error that's allowing a run. So I think that kind of right there was a microcosm of Brewer baseball. This is how they're going to have to manufacture runs, if you will. They're going to have to scrape and claw and put them together. We saw them do that tonight. It seems like that's that seems to be their recipe, right? I mean, athletic players, right? They're 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 pitching. The starting pitching is strong. Their bullpen is very strong, and then they play just. It's great defense, and they know how to win one-run ball games. I mean, just based on their one-run, their record against in one-run games this season, you know, they're they're comfortable playing in these low-scoring games. Is it when you have? I mean, and you've you've played on different ball clubs, whether it's in Milwaukee or Colorado or or what? But you you've played on teams where the identity is different, where you 
can't just say, well, we're a team that's going to smash the baseball and we're going to hit it out of the park all the time. Or you're, you're a team like the Milwaukee Brewers are right now, where it's like, look, we have to manufacture runs. We have to figure out a way because we don't have a lot of power. When you're on a baseball team, do players understand the identity of this is who we are? We look in the mirror. This is who we are. This is how, who we have to be. Look in the mirror and say, this is how we need to play if we want to succeed? I think that uh, definitely, I really don't think it matters what team. I mean, you could have a, a you know, room full of Aaron judges on the team, and I think that Craig Council would still preach fundamentals and solid baseball and making good decisions, especially controlling what you can control, especially on the basis where, you know, there's that's a, that's a mentor you're aggressive on the basis. So I think that Craig Council team has definitely taken on the personality of their manager, right? Just playing the game right and playing 27 outs, and we'll see where they where the chips fall at the end. Yeah, they, I mean, they, you know, fought all the way to the end in, in this one, winning by uh, or falling by the count of four to three. But again, when you're down three to nothing and you've got an ace like Nola on the hill, it looked bleak early on, but the Brewers made it competitive, falling in game one of this first of three in Philadelphia. We're going to take a break, talk more with Jeff Cirillo when we come back with a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank, also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC, proud sponsor of Brewers Extra Innings. When we come back, more with Jeff Cirillo. We're talking trade deadline. Should the Brewers buy, sell, or stand pat? More when Brewers Extra Innings continues. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Back on Brewers. Extra Innings. Bob Brainerd sitting in the big chair for Dom tonight. It's Tuesday night. We're taking your calls and text, if you please. It's on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. I'm joined tonight by former Milwaukee Brewer Jeff Cirillo. And Rillo, we're going to get into our player of the game in just a moment, but I want to talk about Julio Tehran. And the tide has turned a little bit. We heard the guys in the postgame show talk about he hasn't pitched until tonight for a couple of weeks. But... I was hoping that maybe the time off and the rest would kind of turn things around for him because in the first six starts that Tehran gave the Milwaukee Brewers, he gave up a total, a total of six earned runs. In his last three, four earned runs tonight and seven hits. Before that, six earned runs on nine hits. And before that, seven earned runs on seven hits. So I'll do the quick math. That's 17 earned runs that Tehran has given up in his last three starts when his first six, he was spectacular. He only gave up a total of six. What Have you seen anything that, that has changed from the first six to these last three? Uh, well, the one thing with him, even, even when he was having his sparkling start, right? I mean, he was having a, a lot of energy on the mound, but, but there wasn't a ton of swing and miss. And In, in this, today's game, I still feel like the ball's a little bit hopped up. Uh, it's just that, that swing and miss in the game, those starting pitchers, they get those strikeouts, and you have to be really fine. If you're not a strikeout pitcher, 
you know, and that sinker is not sinking and you're not getting ahead of the count, uh, they can get away with more pitches inside this zone that are not, or that are more hittable pitches. Maybe, Jeff, and j- just maybe when he kind of came back onto the scene because he had kind of been out of the major leagues for a couple of years, when he came back onto the scene, it was almost a matter. I mean, you, you tell me, is it a matter of offenses trying to figure him out again? Do you almost have to go back and rediscover who this guy is on the mound and maybe now that's why they're figuring him out? No, I, I don't really think so. I think that, you know, he took advantage of a great opportunity. He did an opt-out. I think he was with the Padres and, uh, and you know, he got off to a great start, right? So he had this energy and, you know, I mean, look, they're, they're not robots, right? We're not robots out there and, you know, you're just sometimes can be a slave to the number, whatever that number is and he was pitching great and he had a ton of enthusiasm and just well received by his teammates by all the courts, and uh, I, I just think that, that that the guy was pitching, he was in a good, comfortable position. It was a nice little rhythm, and and you know it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, it doesn't matter if the guys are out there that are listening. So if you're playing golf and you're not a great golfer, but you have two or three, you can you know string together three or four good holes in a row. So I just think that he was uh, he was feeding off that. And it's not to say that he's 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 done at all. But, you know, you just definitely have to look back at some even the successful games that he had. There wasn't a ton of strikeouts in those games. Yes, very true. And and let's face it, with the way the Brewers' starting rotation is at the moment, with Miley on the I.L., with Woodruff trying to work his way back in, Craig Council doesn't have a whole lot of other options. So you've got to ride this guy, and you've got to hope that he can just be steady enough he was, you know, getting knocked around early here, but he did steady things down. And that's where I'm going with this, Jeff. My player of the game tonight is going to be multiple players. I'm going to give it to the Brewers' bullpen because after Tehran left, giving up those three runs early on, the bullpen only gave up one. Now, that was a critical run later in the game, but this game could have unraveled early. So so that, that whole string of relievers that came in after Tehran, they're going to be my player, players, plural, of the game because they made this attainable for the offense to try to get get a hold of get this one tied again. They never could get there, but I think that bullpen they did their part to at least keep this game in check, Jeff. Yeah, that you're exactly right. I mean, and you really like if you if you dig deep about it. I mean, these are these are guys that weren't really being counted on, um, you know, for the season, this season, and they're all pitching meaningful innings that that game. I mean, the Brewers are, what, 10 games over 500? I mean, blank, right? So, I mean, I think when you look back at the end of the season, and, uh, you know, I think that this will probably be a feather in the Captain Craig Council, and just the way that he's managed this season with all the injuries, especially in that starting rotation. So, I uh, I agree with you. I think that Montserrat deserves it too, especially, you know, in the seventh inning, having a great at-bat, getting to Nola, and, and getting them in a position, because, Look, I mean, when you're when you're playing a game and when you get to that ninth inning, you know, getting one off of Kimbrel is, is tough enough as it is, but then to get two is even harder. So they just chipped away. So uh, either 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 of those players, I mean, couldn't go wrong with this one. Yeah, good good call. And by the way, whenever I get a couple good swings together in golf, that's what brings me back to the game, and then it just lets me down, Jeff. It just it just lets me down again. So. I know. You just got to ride the wave. It's like climbing a ladder. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Let's talk trade deadline. Um, Brewer fans and Brewer players all know what happened last year when the Josh Hader trade went down. It, it, it imploded that clubhouse. Guys were not happy. They made it public. They aired out their grievances on how they were not happy about it because they were a first place ball club and Josh Hader was, was very popular. Now, 
Let's put that to bed. Let's, that, that's, that's already done. That's history now. It's 2023. The Brewers are in first place in their division. And here comes the trade deadline. Roaring down, down the tracks once, once again. Do players... I, I mean, we heard the grievances, Jeff. Um, do they talk about it? When the trade deadline's approaching, do they talk about it in the clubhouse? Whether it's, it's you know, we got to make some changes here to start looking towards the future, or we need to make some changes because we need some help. Is it talked about a lot, or is it just kind of this thing that kind of hangs as a cloud in the clubhouse? What do you remember? I think it's funny, because, I mean, there's always drama in the clubhouse, right? And just I mean, it's 162 games. I mean, you're with these guys every day, and you're always grumbling about management. It's like, oh, man, you know. The plane doesn't work or, you know, there's, you know, you're sore already. So there's always grumbling. But yes, I, I would agree that, that you know, uh, last year's one of those ones. But I, I just think that the, the Brewers being a mid, mid-market mid team, you know, it's one of those ones. I, I don't think they're ever going to uh, overpay for a closer. Even someone that might have Hall of Fame talent like Hader, you know, I mean, it'll come up with Williams down the road as well. But but they're also in a, in a position where they need to, need to strengthen and fortify because I don't think the Reds are, are going away anytime soon. You know, granted, I don't think, I don't know if the other parts of this, it'll be the, the Pirates. I don't think that the Cardinals are in it. You know, and then maybe the Cubs a little bit. But, you know, until you get above 500, you really don't think of them as a threat. So, yeah, I mean, but there there's definitely holes for the Brewers to fill. Obviously, power is one of them. I think that sometimes, you know, even center field, I know they got Tapia. But I think that, you know, Weimer's one of those guys that sometimes he needs a break, right? Because he, he's got a lot of energy. And uh, you see tonight, right, just a, just a steady diet of breaking balls. And sometimes he just needs to slow down the mechanism and, and to somehow get some sort of uh, production, you know, that Telez has heard and just even some more power production other than Miller out of that first base position. So, Jeff, we, we hear the baseball terms when we're talking trade deadline. We hear the terms like going all in, you know, pushing your chips to the, the middle of the table. Should the Brewers do the go all in thing or should they just – kind of nudge their way into the trade field and say, all right, we're, we're not going to mortgage our future. We're not going to throw all our really good young guys to get a bat or some bullpen help or a starting pitcher. What avenue makes the most sense for this Milwaukee Brewer Ball Club with this market? Do, do, do you go all in because these chances are very few and far between? Or do you kind of nudge your way in to try to get a little help and hope that everybody that you currently have kind of picks up their game? Which avenue sounds best to you? Well, I think you just have to let history be your guide on this one. I mean, the Brewers have been in this thing, and you can't really think of the big ticket item that he's really that he's really grabbed to do that. He's not going to mortgage the future. You know, Arnold's not going to mortgage the future to do that. So I think it's going to be steady, steady it goes, and just hopefully that Miley comes back and Woodruff comes back, and then you add a little piece, but you know they're not going to mortgage the future to grab someone that's the big ticket item. If you can only have one piece, because we always we talk this in terms of pieces to the puzzle here. If you can only have one piece at the trade, Jeff, what would you do? As you've seen this Brewer Ball Club here, as we're well past the halfway point, would it be? A bat, a power bat? Would it be a bullpen piece? Would it be a starting pitcher? If you can only have one, which of those three would you take? Uh, I, th- I think it would be a bat, to be honest with you. I think that uh, just there's 
obviously there's a lack in in the power production but we always talk about you know it's like we need more power but i mean the way the brewers have done this this year i mean every time you're just like you know sometimes it's like a very methodical boring defense or boring offense but that they're right there you know i mean you know the record in the one run games you know the record is when they score four runs or more in a baseball game so i mean we say that, that that they need a power bat, but boy, they sure have pushed the right buttons as far as grabbing pitching and, and grabbing pieces to put this together and being in first place. So, I mean, uh, hats off to all of it. So, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, you know, cliche or just the people who's like, oh, we need some more power in the lineup, but um, do they? Do they? Right? I know. Do they? I guess. I guess the do they part is if the current players that they have if they can pick it up, if a, if all of a sudden a Jesse Winker can find his power again. I mean, I mean, we, we've watched him struggle to have that power that he had with the Cincinnati Reds when he was using it against the Milwaukee Brewers. If all of a sudden he can find it, if Rowdy Telez can come back and be consistent with his bat, if everyone can all of a sudden find a little bit more power, not just one guy, then I think... We go back to your do they question, Jeff. So it, that's another formula here. That's another possibility that you don't do a whole lot the trade deadline. You just get a little bit more about the guys you already have. Yeah, I mean, you also don't want to, to stymie the, the production and, and the playing time of like Terang and Weimer out in center field. But, you know, I mean, Winker's one of those ones that's like, oh, it's like we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And, you know, you can look at the second half he had last year with the Mariners. And sometimes, you know, it's interesting, you know, being a, being a baseball player and then being a scout for the last 11 years, you know, uh, you never know when the timeline is on a guy, right? You could see like a Nelson Cruz who gets this uptick, you know, as he, as he reaches into his 35 to, to 40 range in age. And, you know, some guys just kind of they, they, they are who they are. And, and, and Winker, I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, Craig Council has been very patient with this guy and, and and by all means, it's like he's got two more years on his contract. But I think so. I mean, for me, it's one of those ones. It's like there's definitely a little bit of a black hole with Winker. Yes, he, he draws his box and he sees a lot of pitches. But, you know, you, he's not out there for his defense. and He's not out there for his speed. You know, he's out there to, to hit balls out of the ballpark. And he's not doing Yeah, Jesse Winker tonight, again, in the designated hitter spot, 0 for 4. Um, now hitting 196, that, you know, designated hitter. You, you hope you're getting more hitting out of your designated hitter. Okay, so before we take a break, um, Jeff and I agreed we're going to give the player of the game tonight to the multiple players that were the Brewers' bullpen that kept the game at least within arm's length and possible to pull that one out late. Our player of the game is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Brewer fans, every day the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations do make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. More with Jeff and Brewers Extra Inning rolling on when we return. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Listen, baby. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. Ain't that the truth? Brewers were climbing that mountain in Cincinnati. Oh, on the road too, and then it day off yesterday. Got a chance to recharge. Get into the city of brotherly love. But Aaron Nola and the Phillies. 
They set, we talked about setting that tone. They set the tone early. Milwaukee hung in there, but they fall tonight by the final count of 4-3. to three. Bob Brainerd in on a Tuesday night for Dom, along with former Milwaukee Brewer Jeff Cirillo. And Rillo, we're going to talk about our difference-making moment of the game. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. I, I'm going to go back to Aaron Nola of the Philadelphia Phillies. And I'd love to do a Brewer in the in this game, but again, I'm all about setting the tone. And I think he set the tone early, and even when he got scratched for a couple runs, he hit that reset button, and then he was stingy the rest of the way, pitching deep into this ball game. When you have a guy like that who has that ace mentality, who can be the tone setter, who doesn't get troubled when he gives up a couple runs and makes it a one-run ball game when he had a comfy, cozy lead... That, to me, is a difference maker. That's a guy that you lean on when you're the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Nola as well, but I'm going to go in a different situation. It was in the seventh inning in that scenario when, when he had a 3-1 count on, on, on uh, Weimer, and he threw him a 3-1 hook and then a 3-2 hook yeah. uh, in a situation where you know he had already had some traffic was first and second, and so he made those pitches. And granted, you know, Weimer hit a ground ball and put a first and third situation, and they obviously had to go to the bullpen. But uh, that that was a big at bat. Uh, that that whole inning was was big. Uh, I mean, there's a couple guys, Montserrat, getting the big hit, and then Terang as well. But uh, I think that the the way he came back on the three one three two pitch in that seventh inning. Uh, helped at least establish that they only got one run in that inning. Yeah, for sure. And then Craig Kimball, of course, you know, the game's hanging in the balance, tying run is on, on base, and Kimbrell, you know, at times it's dicey for him. We've seen it dicey for Devin Williams at times to close out games, and Kimbrell was kind of in that situation too. But, again, you have that bulldog mentality guy at the end of your bullpen, and he was able to find a way to, to close it out. So you could almost give him a gold star for the Phillies in – not you know bending but not breaking there when the game was on the line, Rillo. But it's one of those ones. I mean, just the Brewers just find a way. I mean, what what the Phillies had twelve hits tonight. Grant they had three errors as well. You know, you usually use win too many games when you make three errors in a big league game. But even that being said, the Brewers still were able to just just get the chance to 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 get the guy to second base right and and put himself in scoring position. One of those ones that they were just one little bloop away. Uh, from tying the game up and then going to the extra innings. So, I mean, it was a game that was seemed like it was almost dominated on paper by the Phillies, but yet the Brewers were right there in the end with a chance. Yeah, that's been Brewer baseball a lot of times this year when even in defeat, they're competitive. They hang in there. They find ways to at least make that opponent nervous and find ways to have that opponent earn that W. Uh, Rillo, thanks so much for, for joining me on the, on this Tuesday evening. Always appreciate your insight and your knowledge and your Brewer baseball background. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Oh, man, Bob, it was, it was fun to catch up with you. Yeah, you bet. Um, our difference-making moment that Rillo and I provided, it's, it's presented by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealthManagement.com. When we come back, we will hear from the Brewer's skipper, Craig Council. Breaking it down as the Brewers fall in game one of three in Philadelphia by the count of four to three. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. 
The Old National Bank Talk and Text Line is wide open on this Tuesday evening. If you want to talk, if you want to text, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. I'm Bob Brainerd in for Dom on this Tuesday evening. The Brewers fall in game one of three against the Philadelphia Phillies in Pennsylvania by the final count of four to three. Uh, Manager Craig Council uh, kept it brief. Again, it's the first of three. Milwaukee was playing great baseball out of the All-Star break, sweeping the Cincinnati Reds didn't go as they would like to keep that winning streak alive here to kickstart the series in Philadelphia. But nevertheless, Craig Council's comments following the game tonight in Philly. Craig, it seemed like uh, Julio had a hard time just putting hitters away with two strikes. Uh, what would you see from from him tonight? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good lineup. Um, you know, if, I thought he'd. You know, he navigated it pretty well. Probably the first hit of the game, just you know, putting it up on the board in the first swing, hurt as much as anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good lineup. Good, some really good left-handed hitters in the lineup. Um, he navigated it well. Um, they, they got some hits, and, he, and you're right, he did have a little trouble. He got ahead of some hitters, and then had a little trouble putting them away. But you know, that's because of good hitters. You guys have seen a lot of Schwarber. I mean, you know what he's capable of, kind of the streak that he's on right now. Does that change, you know, just having him no. on top? Well, I mean, he's he's a good player. I mean, he's a good player, good hitter. Um, and, you know, going through their lineup four times, it's, it's, it's a challenge. These last three for Julio, does it seem like the league is sort of relearning or readjusting to his stuff? Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, just probably a little – just not quite as many executed pitches. Um, you know, if you leave some pitches in the middle, then the league's going to do damage to them. With Uribe, we know the fastball, but it was good to see a couple sliders there to get Bryce and Trey and him developing that pitch a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's his second appearance, so we're it was it was a good spot for him. He went through the middle of the lineup, did a nice job. That's a confidence builder, um, and um, you know, he's gonna he's gonna need both pitches for sure, but it was a good outing for him and, and uh, move on to the next one. What made uh, Nola so tough? Well, I, th- I thought that was just, you know, he, he threw a ton of strikes, which is, you know, something he does, and he throws strikes on, you know, in, the, in a good part of the zone for him, on the edge of the zone. So he, he was, you know, we didn't get ahead of many counts. Um, that That's what he's good at. Um, he did a nice job with his you know, he sprinkled in more off-speed tonight. I thought um, that did a nice job. And his off-speed was strikes. There were there was a lot of strikes with off-speed stuff that that um, kept us off balance. Can I have the break? The offense hasn't quite been where you wanted to be. I'm sure. Um, just what have you seen from the from those bats? Or no, no. I mean, it's four games. We just. Um, you know, we didn't create a lot of pressure tonight. Um, you know, frankly, we got some runs off some defensive mistakes on that on their part. But um, you know, certainly got to do a better job offensively. That's Brewer skipper Craig Council again. Go back to the comment that he made talking about Julio Tehran, and it was asked about is the league starting to figure him out after these last three starts? You kind of wonder that too, because again. The numbers in his first six starts, when the Milwaukee Brewers added him to their starting rotation, he gave up a total of six earned runs in those six starts. But in the last three, four earned runs tonight, six earned runs in his start previous, which was two weeks ago, and seven earned runs before that. So you've got a total of 17 earned runs that Tehran has given up in his last three starts when he only gave up a total of six in six in his first six starts. So 
you know, Craig kind of alluded to it, but he also said you leave balls over the, the plate, which he did. There was some some fat pitches there by Tehran tonight, and it's a very good Philadelphia Phillies lineup. They got four runs, but they also had 12 base hits tonight. So is the league starting to catch up? Who knows? Was it just because this was another good-hitting ball club? Could be. We shall see when Tehran gets his next start for the Brewers, and that'll be coming in the next five days or so. But tonight, he and the Brewers fall to the Philadelphia Phillies by the count of 4-3. to three. When we come back, who's hot, who's cold for the Milwaukee Brewers? We'll break it down. And also, if you want to talk about it, 855-616-1620 on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. I'm Bob Brainerd in for Dom on Brewers Extra Innings. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Brewers fall with Phillies on the road tonight by the score of 4-3. to three. Bob in for Dom here on a Tuesday evening. It's the first of three with the Philadelphia Phillies on the road before they come back home this weekend to American Family Field and play the best team in baseball record-wise and probably, you know, optically the best team in baseball, the Atlanta Braves. But that's this weekend at home. they got to try to take care of business back on the road with game two of three tomorrow night in Philadelphia. All right, who's hot and who's cold? I'm going to go with Mr. Monasterio, who has been hot of late for the Milwaukee Brewers. How about tonight, in fact? Two for three, drives in a run, and it was a crucial one, and we'll hear that in the highlights coming up. Scores two of the three runs by the Brewers tonight. He's now hitting 279 for a guy that was not anywhere on the radar in the picture for the Milwaukee Brewers at really any point until they needed somebody. He's playing third base tonight. And again, a 279 average and some clutch base hits he has produced for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, who's, who's cold? I was going to say, who's not hot? Who's cold? I'm going to go back to Julio Tehran again. I, you know, this is a veteran pitcher who showed so much with the Milwaukee Brewers when they signed him. And you looked and said, well, where has this guy been? And then you start looking back and you look at his resume and it's like, oh, my goodness. At one time, he was sensational. He was an all-star. But of late, he kind of fell off the map, the baseball map. So I don't think Brewer fans were expecting a whole lot out of Julio Tehran. But what they got in the first six starts, it was tremendous. It was more than the Brewers could ask for for a guy to just plug and play. They were getting results. Again, in his first six starts, he gave up a total of six earned runs, but he's going into the cold category tonight because the last three starts, it has been a bumpy ride. Four earned runs charged to him tonight on seven base hits in the start previous, which was two weeks ago. It was six earned runs on nine base hits, and they ran him out there for six innings because they didn't have a choice. Craig Council did not have a choice. He did not want to burn out the bullpen that early in that contest. And the start previous, this would be the first of the run of three, seven earned runs given up by Tehran on seven base hits. Now, part of that is on him, on whether or not the league is figuring him out. And part of it is also on if he's getting dinged up early, he's got to kind of eat those innings because he's in the position where he's putting Craig Council in a tough spot to say, Okay, you have to pull me early. Now you have to wear out your bullpen. And we know all about the Brewer bullpen and how exhausted they were in the first half leading up to the break, the all-star break. So that's my hot and cold take. 
on the Milwaukee Brewers tonight. It's going to change from game to game. We know that. It'll change again tomorrow night. Our hot and cold segment is brought to you by Cedar Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cedar Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Their sale is extended now. Get up to $1,000 off on a Dakin Furnace or AC unit through the end of the month. Financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at cedar.com. Cedar Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. When we come back, highlights of the contest, we will nitpick and sort out and pick a few for you to listen and get your ears ready for Game 2 tomorrow night in Philadelphia. Tonight it goes the way of the Phillies by the score of 4-3. to three. You're listening to the Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? This Get up! and this Get here, time for tonight's highlights. Here's Bob Brainerd. All right, we've sifted through to find some highlights. By the way, the Philadelphia Phillies, I mentioned this at the very top of Brewers extra innings tonight. Their record now with the win over the Brewers, final score four to three, is 52 and 42. The Milwaukee Brewers with the loss are 52 and 43. So almost mirror images, record-wise at least. But it just kind of goes to the point of, this is a very good ball club. You can't look at where they are in the standings because the Atlanta Braves are just so ridiculously out front. Of the Phillies, of the Miami Marlins. But it's a it's a team that is now 10 games over 500. The Brewers are 9 games over 500. This is a team that came in a half game. Excuse me, a half game. I got all choked up. A half game out of the wild card spot. So it's a team that is going to be in contention here and is going to give other teams fits, even though they have no chance or relatively little chance of catching the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. But it's a good, good ball club. And like the Milwaukee Brewers, they're just trying to find a way to get into the postseason party. If it means winning the division for the Brewers, great. If it means one of the three wild card spots, great. But the Phillies are going to be a thorn in the side for everybody else in the National League, Major League Baseball, and for the Brewers for the next two nights. Okay, to that, let's give you the highlights from this game. And normally, we give you just Milwaukee Brewer highlights, but i got to start with the bottom of the first inning for the Philadelphia Phillies because what Kyle Schwarber has been doing of late has been remarkable. And he did this in the bottom half of inning number one against Brewers starter Julio Tehran. And a first pitch to Kyle Schwarber as a drive out to left. Yelich is back, and it is gone. And Kyle Schwarber wastes no time to homer in his fourth consecutive game. Yeah, Lane Grindle on the call there. Fourth consecutive game with a homer. The guy is dialed in. And with Aaron Nola on the hill, he's just salivating with that because... He goes to work with a one nothing lead. Phillies got a run in the second, in the third, and Nola was dealing. The Brewers couldn't touch him. It looked like this was just going to be a lopsided affair in the city of brotherly love, right? But then along came the top of the fifth inning for the Brewers, and they do what the Brewers normally do. They scratch and claw, and they got a run to make it 3-1. 2-0 to Monasterio. And a drive out to center. Marsh getting pushed back onto the warning track at the wall. It is off the top of the wall. It stays in play. Tapia trots home. And checking into second with an RBI double is Andrew Monasterio. And there's my guy who I said is hot, and he has been producing. So that made it 3-1, to one, and the Brewers weren't done yet. 
They bothered Noah and the Phillies. They got some help from Noah and the Phillies as well, getting run number two. The pitch, and Terang a chopper over the head of Nola, charging the second baseman Stotty through to first, and it was dropped. And racing around third and coming home is Monasterio. Boy, a fairly routine play for Stott, but Hall didn't catch it cleanly. It squirted away from him. And great base running by Monasterio as he sprinted around third and scored. The second run of this game for the Brewers, it's 3-2. to two. But that's as close as the Brewers would get in this game. Down by a run, they weren't able to ever get back to even with the Phillies in this contest. And a big run was scored by Philly to counter that Brewers top of the fifth inning when they got a pair. They got a run to push that lead back to plus two and make it four to two. Milwaukee did score in the top of the eighth inning to close the gap again. But with the tying run on in the ninth inning, Craig Kimbrough came on and shut the door as the Brewers fall by the count of four to three. When we come back, we will wrap things up on this edition of Brewers Extra Innings and get you set for game two in Philly tomorrow night. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Indeed, welcome back. Bob Rainerd in for Dom on this Tuesday night as we get you set for game two in Philadelphia. Got to check the, the MLB scoreboard and update things because it, it has been crazy go nuts tonight. Some, some wild scores around Major League Baseball. I mean, the Brewers... And Phillies were four to three, ho hum. Get this, Arizona, it just went final. They won. They we talked about the Atlanta Braves coming to Milwaukee this weekend for a big three game series. Okay, the Braves were at home tonight. Arizona beat the Braves in Atlanta sixteen to thirteen. It's a college football score final. Craziness in that one. Another crazy score. The Mets over the White Sox in the Big Apple eleven to ten was the final there. The Pittsburgh Pirates got thumped 10 to 1. Remember when we all thought Pittsburgh, well maybe not all of us, but at least the pirate fans thought so that they're going to contend. They have a chance in the NL Central because nobody wants to take the NL Central. Well, they have fallen on hard times. The Guardians beat them again tonight. 10 to 1 was the count there, and the Dodgers thumped the Baltimore Orioles who've been playing terrific baseball as well. 10-3 the final. LA over the O's in Baltimore tonight. Now, Cubs won by the uh, count of 15 to three, or they lead the Nationals by the count of 15 to three. To, uh, that's in the bottom of the eighth inning. So another wild game there. Now, of note to the Brewers, because even before they played the game tonight in Philadelphia, they picked up a half game because you remember the Reds had the suspended game yesterday because of weather issues against the San Francisco Giants. Game was tied at two. San Francisco got a pair of runs in the continuation of the game. They went on to win it by the count of four to two. So Milwaukee, before they even played the Phillies tonight, were up two and a half games in the standings. Well, they gave that half game back when they lost to Philadelphia four to three. The real game, the scheduled game, if you will, is still going on in Cincinnati after that continuation game. They're in the bottom of the sixth inning, the Giants and the Reds. And the score is 8-8. Eight to eight. San Francisco and Cincinnati, 8-8. Eight to eight. So depending on what happens there, if the Reds lose that game, then the Brewers go back to a two-and-a-half game lead. If they somehow win this marathon matchup with the Giants, then the Brewers' lead would be down to a game and a half. Okay, looking ahead to game two tomorrow night in Philadelphia. It will be a 5.40 p.m. Milwaukee start time. Once again, you'll be able to hear it right here on 620 WTMJ along the Brewer Network as well. 
Colin Ray will be on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. He has a record of 5-4. and four. How good has he been? Again, a guy who wasn't really considered to be doing anything. When they brought him up, it's like, this is going to be a spot starter guy. That's what they need from him. Well, they've gotten a whole lot more. 5-4, and four, ERA of 4.71. He's got 67 strikeouts in there. He will face Christopher Sanchez, a left-handed pitcher for the Phillies. He is 0-3, but the ERA is pretty good. At 3.26, he has just 27 strikeouts. So that is the matchup tomorrow night at Citizens Bank Park. In Philadelphia, again, you can catch the game, the pregame show beginning right here, half hour prior to that 540 start, right here on 620 WTMJ. And then, then of course, game three, that'll be in Philadelphia as well to wrap up this road trip after the All-Star break. And that will be an afternoon contest, as I believe. Yes, it'll be an 11.35 a.m. start, Wisconsin time. Brewers and Phillies game three to wrap it up. That'll wrap it up for all of us here. For producer Matt, I'm Bob Brainerd. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers fall to the Phillies 4-3. to